You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and we are here with Christy Powell from 84 Lumber. Now, if you picture your average construction worker, probably a strong, sturdy male figure, but wait, you wouldn't be entirely right. Women are making big gains in the construction industry, and our next guest on the Brand Builders Podcast is going to tell us all about that. And it's really going to tell us more about, you know, things that maybe women traditionally have been very good at things, but they haven't gotten the opportunity. Let's think about it. Organizing, multitasking, detail-oriented management fit naturally into the strengths commonly possessed by women in the workforce. My wife is all of those things, and without her, I'd probably be lost. So Christy is the Women in Minority Business Enterprise Marketing Manager at 84 Lumber, which is a privately held and women-owned lumber company in the United States. This is a massive company that's right here in our backyard. Um, They are pioneers in in not only bringing women into the business, but ultimately giving them that opportunity and letting them shine. She is also the head number of a lot of organizations that mentor women in the construction industry. She just gave us a a little hint that she's going to be starting a podcast specifically about that as well. So we'll talk a little bit more about that, but she joins us now and she's going to tell us more uh, about 84 Lumber, but really what this means for your daughters, for anybody who wants to be able to work in that stronger, more diverse construction industry, the opportunities are there. And hopefully Christy and 84 Lumber and everyone else are giving more opportunities in the future. So thank you, Christy, and welcome to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. Well, thank you for having me on. Thank you, Christy. Uh, great intro, Brian. Uh, probably answered that some of the good. questions I have for you, Christy. <laughs> but but uh, I don't think let, I have anything else give to you, say. <laughs> <laughs> let me give you the opportunity to tell us uh, about yourself. Where did you grow up and what influenced you uh, in your career that sort of led you to where you are today? Uh, I grew up in Indiana, Anderson, Indiana, actually. And um, I think probably... I spent a lot of time with my dad under the car when I was little and my sister was inside cooking. So, um, I have a little story behind that. When I got married, I had to call my mom and ask her the difference between lettuce and cabbage because <laughs> I wasn't in the kitchen. And unfortunately for my husband, I'm still not in the kitchen. So, um, I think that's probably where it started. I just, I found some, um, I, I, I found, as I got older that I must have, I must have a male brain, right? I like numbers. I like stats. Um, I've like, I like football. I don't like shopping. I don't like shoes, (laughs) you know, all the things that, um, you know, is a typical, what you would vision, what a girl would like. I played golf. I was in sports. I was in track. Um, I just never gravitated towards those things, you know, and um, I didn't think I was, I didn't think I was different growing up, right? Like Angel was what she was and I, you know, I I hung out with dad under the car and, and I liked it, you know, I liked figuring out how things worked. So I think it's probably where it started. And then, um, you know, one of the reasons my passion's so big about um, helping women see their options in their careers is, um, you know, school directed me because I was so good at math 
and I was really good at English, they just, you know, they kind of guided me into this accounting role, right? Like, you're really good at this. This is what you need to do. Well, fortunately, my senior year in high school, I was able to work for General Motors. I only had to go to school for an hour because that's all I had left. And um, I actually got to work for for Plant One, which was the corporate office. And once I learned how to be an administrative assistant, which took me all of about, you know, just from memory, 30 days, (laughs) um, I liked it because it was new and it was challenging. It was something I could learn. But um, they started moving me out into different departments because I wanted to learn more and I wanted to learn more and I wanted to learn more. And so when I graduated from high school, before I even graduated, there were several people in Indianapolis that were offering me jobs. And um, I just had a ton of experience because of my curiosity. And, you know, now that I'm a little bit older, I realize that that's probably been the driving force of my success is just being curious. And that curiosity led me to finally find, I did get into an accounting field um, because the job offers were so good. And I, you know, I had, I had family members that had graduated from college and weren't making the kind of money that, that I was being offered. So um, that was a huge stepping stone in the right direction. And didn't, I didn't even know it. Um, I didn't go to college right away. I took one of those jobs. I told my mom, I'm like, look, you know, our family's not making this. And they went to school for four years and spent a ton of money. So um, I didn't go to school right away, but I did find out that I got bored very easily. So as soon as I figure something out, I wanted to move on and I figure something else out and move on. That went on for a while. And then uh, I ended up in Southern Indiana and they started a new uh, building material supplier there in Indiana. And it was a female store manager. And I, I actually applied for a credit manager position there because I thought, oh yeah, that'd be great. Um, anyway, she said, I'm not putting you there. I'm gonna put you in commercial sales. I'm like, you're going to do what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not selling anything, but she said, I'm just telling you, I think you'll be good at it. And you know, all the builders. So that was smart on her part because, you know, looking back on it, she, in her mind, she was thinking, I'll have all the builders. I was working for a concrete block and brick company at the time. In her mind, she was thinking I would bring all of my builder friends to, you know, to the supply yard which is very smart, but they, we didn't open for six months. And, um, I just had told her, look, you know, if this, if I don't like this, can I do the credit manager position? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little nervous yeah. about this because yeah. the only thing I could think of in my mind in a sales position was that used car salesman. Yeah, that that's, really everybody like, has right? that, you know, right. Yeah. There's a lot more to it than that though. Right. So um, she said, no, really, it's not like that. She said, "Um, I just need you to go around and talk to your friends and let them know we're here. I thought, what? I think I might be able to do that. (laughs) So, um, you know, the store wasn't open yet and I drove around and that's exactly what I did. You know, I I was myself and just said, hey, do you know so-and-so's coming? And I think it was 420 plus applications later, I literally filled out the application form and said, just sign here while we were just shooting the breeze. Right. Um, I learned a lot about them while I was sitting there, you know, instead of, they were already my friends. I was a credit manager and, um, I never had any bad debt. So they were my friends, right. I, I find ways to help them figure out what the situation was so that they could get out of it. 
and, um, you know, succeed in business. And uh, so anyway, it, it was easy to go talk to them and tell them, you know, that they were coming and 420 applications later, I think we opened the doors and um, I had no idea there was a there was a, uh, a a monetary value tied to those applications. No idea. <laughs> had no idea what that looked like. And I was a single mom at the time. And so when I got that check, I was like, oh, I think I'm going to like this. It <laughs> <laughs> sells life. This, this is, is the job. This yes, is <laughs> yes. Yeah. We got to go out to dinner and we got to do some things we hadn't done in a long time. So that was exciting. And um, from there, honestly, one of those builders that I met that I, that I didn't know because, you know, once that you can only fill up so many conversations in an eight hour day. Right. Mm. And people are busy. So I didn't. I didn't sit around all day and shoot the breeze. So I ran out of people, obviously. So I just started stopping at every job site and handing them my cards and telling them we were coming to town. And <clears throat> it was pretty easy. And I was very honest. I think that's the key, really, is um, I don't know a lot. I have a rental houses and I do know how to fix a toilet <laughs> or two, but I don't know exactly um, everything about the building industry, but I'm willing to learn and I'm a fast learner and, and I'll get you answers. Even if I don't know the answer, I'll get you answers. So that was good enough for a lot of people. And just knowing that they could call me and I was going to pick up the phone. I think that was huge for them. But one of, one of those guys actually rolled out a set of blueprints and um, told me, you know, you got to figure the exterior perimeter and the interior perimeter. And I did it in my head and told him what it was. And he was like, you just did that in your head. I said, yeah. He said, you're going to be really good at this. So um, that was pretty encouraging to hear that from somebody that was building the nicest custom cabinets in the, in the whole state, you know, and he kind of wrapped his, I don't want to say he wrapped his arm around me, but he really did see my value. And um, he invited me and my daughter over for dinner with his kids and wife. And you know, he just started teaching me everything he knew. And of course, you know, my curiosity, I soaked it all in. Um, never do want to build kitchen cabinets though, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did love reading blueprints. I fell in love with blueprints on honestly, like that right after he pulled them out. And I thought, you know, this is cool. I want to learn how to do this. And then, you know, he told me I was going to be good at it. That was really, that was really the fire that started the whole story for me. I love that. There's a lot, any, any woman that we've had in the construction space, specifically the ones that have, have now elevated where they are, have grown in the business. And a lot of that is like the nineties, right? In a world where they might be the only woman in that room. And we've been blessed to be able to work with a lot of amazing, powerful women, Amy Sullivan Hicks being one of them. That is, it's so encouraging that they really created and you created this path. And now not only has that path been created, you now are taking it upon yourself to say, okay, we might've been the, the people, you know, the pioneers, but now it needs to be something that's not only the normal thing. It's it, we need to go out there and find these girls. We need to go out there and find 
these women and make this an opportunity. And when we had a conversation, you know, you'd mentioned 84 Lumber Company is the nation's largest privately held supplier of building materials and women owned. I don't think a lot of people know that. I think people might know it's 84 Lumber. They might not know that y'all are the nation's largest privately held supplier. But tell us a little bit about 84 Lumber, uh, if people aren't familiar with that, and then we'll transition into a little bit more about what you're doing for women um, to not only bring them that opportunity, but really create a career path for them as well. So yeah, 84 Lumber has been owned by Maggie Hardy Knox for a very long time, 1995. And um, honestly, when I went to work for 84, I was in sales and I wondered why, you know, we weren't talking about the fact that we were women owned at that time. That was seven years ago. Um, I thought to myself, of course, I'm a female. So of course I would think that, but I, I, I just thought those things to myself. Um, but Maggie's a lot like me and the fact that I didn't want any business because I was a female. I wanted business because I was really good at what I did. And, um, I knew what I was talking about and I was hard worker and was willing to do whatever it took to make sure the jobs went well. And when I found that out about Maggie too, that's why she didn't get certified as a woman owned business until 2011. Um, a lot of the reasons are the same, the why she didn't, but when her customer came to her and said, I really need you because we have certification needs, we have uh, requirements and goals on a project. I really need you. Then that was a no brainer. Like, um, so I love that. I love that um, her thought process is kind of like mine. Um, and then when I started getting into the statistics about how much, you know, how much um, revenue women get in general in the construction industry, it's like 4% of the entire United States. And um, it's really not about the fact that you're getting business because you're a woman women need to be getting more revenue business in construction, right? You know, it, it kind of puts things back into perspective. Um, but yeah, the company is amazing. The culture because of us being woman owned is um, very cool. She loves people and that filters down throughout the entire company. She loves community and that filters down through the company. And um, you can't find that anywhere else. I've worked for, like I said, I, I was very curious. So I went a lot of places um, before I landed in this industry. And um, you just can't find that anywhere. You can't find that kind of, of community and, and uh, caring for your people. You just don't find it everywhere. And, and because we're privately owned, we're also able to do things that publicly traded companies can't do. Mm -hmm. So if we have a customer that comes to us and says, hey, you know, what do you think about this deal? What do you think about this opportunity? Um, we have the ability to, to, to say, well, let's look at it, right? If this makes sense for you, it makes sense for us, um, let's do it. So customers like that. They really like the, the fact that we can tailor their needs into our company and we can actually come together. One of my favorite sayings is, and we'll, you'll hear it a lot on our, our podcast is better together. You know, men have a, a, a lot of strengths, a women have a lot of strengths. And when you put those together, you create an environment for customers or clients or really just people in your community that is mind blowing when, when you work together. So I think that's really important. That's one of the things that um, I feel like 
when more girls understand all the options that they have, they're, they're also going to see the same thing. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Right. I, I just thought, you know, why, why do they do everything so different? You know, I, I I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm, I'm just going to be transparent. I didn't, I never sold to a female ever. So, that's um, interesting. and that's yeah. my bad, but it's an unconscious bias. It's not because I thought that females were lesser than it was just an unconscious you just didn't see females at the job site, right? So you assume that that's not something that women are doing. But since taking this role and me learning, there are a lot of really bad, I'm not going to say that, really awesome women out there, builders. Um, it's mind-blowing to me that they were there. And honestly, as easy it is to, as it is to work with them, they're organized, they know what they want, they're on top of their schedule. Um, if I had to go back into sales again, I'd be like scouting out all the women first <laughs> <laughs> because they really do know what they want and um, they're good at design. So there's not a lot of backwards um, thinking, you know, you get an order and, oh, no, no, we've got to order it this way because, you know, they've thought all that through in advance. So it's been very cool to be able to to be. That's how Build the Way got started. Right. I, I talk to these women now and find out what they need most for their business. Women and minorities, actually, it turned into a, a minority thing as well because they are they're not really paid a lot of attention to um, for good reason, because. You don't see it on the commercials. You don't see them on the job site, right? Um, but I think it's important that we make sure that people do know that they're out there and that they do need help. So my department's actually doing a little bit of education with all of our stores. We have WBE ambassadors, and that's just where we're guiding our, our um, and there are 40 men and two women on, on our ambassador calls but we're just kind of guiding them what it looks like to be a woman-owned business, what it's like to help women in business because we don't do things the same, right? So if you do sell to a female, you might want to do things a little bit differently when you're calling on them. Um, they're organized and, you know, there are other assets that you can bring to them that you wouldn't normally bring to, you know, your standard contractor. So we're, we're doing a little bit of that. Um, we're making sure that they understand that not every female that walks in the door is a homeowner, because that's what I used to think when they'd walk through, I'd run <laughs> because you thought you were going to be stuck there for two hours. Right. Um, answering questions about, um, you know, just anything. So I think that's been, um, that's been really good for, for me, honestly, just to see how that all works and how we can help. That's what I love about 84 too. Um, the fact that I've been able to do that, the fact that they care about the community, they care about people, and I'm able to go out and find out what they need and bring it back to them. What type of response and feedback are you gaining from, from your efforts there? Um, it's been phenomenal. That's awesome. Really yeah. phenomenal. And, and honestly, um, I, I didn't notice this, but on those ambassadors, ambassadors calls, one of the girls that's on there, she's a young girl. She said, um, have you not noticed the way that calls changed in the last year and a half? And I was like, oh, you know, you're on there every time and you don't think much about it. And she said, you know, those guys didn't want to be on there at first. They just <laughs> wanted the leads. And she said, now everybody can't wait to be on. 
that's pretty cool. That's very cool. And um, when they run into some problems at the job site, I'll, I'll get a call sometimes and I'll say, Chrissy, how do you think I should handle this? And I love that. I really love that because um, I get the opportunity to kind of give them guidance on, you know, no, no, you don't have to be a knight in shining armor. That That's not what we want, right? We just want you to lift us up when you get the chance, you know, say something positive in front of that that gentleman who may have not said something nice to, uh, to her, you know, show her value to them with words, maybe not even in front of her. Maybe sometimes, you know, you'll be at lunch or something and you can do that. So um, I really love that, that open door of communication where the guys feel comfortable asking me how to be better at doing business with women and minorities. Yeah, I love that. I, it's interesting, you know, we talk about or, or people in like marriage, right? They always say like opposites attract, right? And we talk about this in business. You know, if you've ever done a disc assessment or if you've ever had your teams, you know, figure out kind of what personalities everybody have. Now in our business, we're 80% women. We are not a women's owned business, but 80% of our employees are women. And that's intentional, right? Because they help us. That's what um, I'm talking about. And, the, and the reality of it is, is that we are all different. We couldn't, me and Scott couldn't throw you know, our entire company and all have the same personalities and all be men and all be into this because our business would stink, right? We wouldn't have anybody challenging us or thinking differently or really taking the entire business and enabling us to grow. And I'm, I'm very curious, you know, with 84, with you guys being women owned, you know, is it, is it 50, 50 in your business as far as women? And do you see more construction companies really starting to tackle that? Because we work with a lot of construction companies and it's so nice to, to have more and more conversations with women that are part of those businesses. Uh, it's almost like if you're in construction or you're in that space and you haven't made the move to go and find women then guess what? You're about to be left in the dust because <laughs> the, you, other companies are going to pedal around you all day. So curious about uh, about that with 84 and, and and then just working with other companies as far as the success and, and challenging them to get out and, and be diverse, bring in people into your business that are different, that have different ways of thinking uh, to really create a, a company that's even better. Yeah, I love that. Um, I love that the conversations have changed. Yeah, absolutely. Like that is so awesome. I love that uh, we get the opportunity to to be the face of the change, really. You know, us being such a large company and being woman-owned, um, we get platforms that not everybody else gets, and we get to talk about the things that matter. We have a lot of women. Uh, we, we probably still have a, some work to do. Um, I don't know what our percentage is exactly, but I, I do think it's over the normal. I think uh, women in construction, they're saying, is that a... Uh, 11% now we moved up 2% since I took this job and I'm not taking credit for that, but I think it's pretty awesome. Um, it's just the conversations that are taking place, but, um, I think we're higher than that as a company. I think we have more women boots on the ground though, is only 4% of the, of the construction, um, industry. And we'd like to see that be a little bit different. Um, we have our first women of 84, uh, call now with our company. So we're creating a community of women that um, can get on a team's call once a month. And we're, we're just building that confidence because sometimes if you're the only female in a location, uh, it might be hard for you to get that support that you need because it's different than what everybody else needs. So 
I think there are a lot of things that we're doing that um, it's going to make a big difference in how we we bring more women on board. We're going to have people that are educated. We're going to have, um, you know, we're going to have women that feel confident in their space, whether or not they're the only one in the location or not. They're going to they're going to have mentors, right? Just naturally, women in general just want to help each other. So, um, you know, as we are having these calls, there's 60, the first call had 60 women on, which was pretty amazing. Wow. And it was an emotional call at first, you know, everybody's introducing themselves and, um, a couple of them almost to tears. I know they made me cry just because they were so excited that they had this opportunity to just be together and just know that we're here for each other. Women in general don't ask a lot of questions, but it's just good to know that there's somebody there that understands what you're going through. Right. Absolutely. Because we don't think the same, we don't do things the same. And it's just good to just feel that, that, uh, sense of community. So, yeah, we are, we're seeing a lot of our people recognizing the value of women in our industry. And, um, so we're, we're talking to everybody that we can talk to. And we're encouraging mentoring in a lot of organizations. I belong to Women Construction Forum, Angela Gardner and Rachel Veltry are the founders of that company. And we actually, our goal is to mentor and do community projects. That's really our goal. We went from 14 to, I think we have over 30 now. And over half of those are young girls that are just wanting to hang out with us, right? And, and, and be able to have conversations that they can't have with everybody else. Have you seen, Somet oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say sometimes it's work-related and sometimes it's personal, you know, and they don't feel that comfort that they feel with us at the job site or e even with maybe their own company that they work for. So we're creating a safe space that doesn't go any further. And because we've been in the industry a long time and we've dealt with some things that we know that they're probably going to deal with, then we can have those gentle conversations about, hey, you know, let's, Think about it as this perspective and let's let me guide you into a conversation that's going to make you come out on the other side, grow, grown, right? But also you're going to make a great impression on someone who doesn't feel the same way that you do. And so that's been really great is just, I wish somebody would have done that for me when I was younger, right? I would just, I would just take whatever was said to me and, and internalize it, mm -hmm. which sometimes didn't turn out to be a great thing. So now we're in a role and we're in a place where we can say, look, you don't have to do that, but this is how you handle it. You know, we're, we've, we've matured, we've grown. And, and let me show you how to do this without causing animosity in your workplace. Right. Mm -hmm. It's very important. What are you <clears throat> with, um, what are some of the challenges with daycare? and parenting and all of that with you know if if some of these ladies are married and have a family and in the past that their general role has been taking care of the home and as they continue to join the workforce and all of that what are you all doing about that and and um you know is there a program around that within 84 lumber we don't have a program like that um, within 84 Lumber right now, but I know that it's something that we've been talking about. I honestly, I think the whole industry is talking about that right now. So there's a lot of uh, organizations out there right now trying to put together some kind of a, 
a plan that's going to work. And I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of if somebody's already got a system, let's not recreate the wheel. Let's, let's find out if it works, if it makes sense, and then let's implement that. So, um, you know, we're all drinking from a fire hose yeah. in our industry. It's a busy time. You know that. Yeah, <laughs> For sure. you know that. <laughs> and um, our sales numbers were out the roof in January. We went from four billion to over eight billion last year. Ooh. And um, congratulations. Yeah, it, it's been amazing, and we're we're missing a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So um, unfortunately, daycare is important, but it's just not been something we we're, we're more inclined to to just find people right now. But yeah, I mean, we do care about that. And um, like I said, there's a lot of organizations out there that we're just kind of monitoring to see what they come up with. And and hopefully we can pull something together that's gonna make sense. I, I think that's gonna be the easiest way for us to get more females into the industry yeah, as a whole. It's a big challenge in our little world. You know, yeah. um, as Brian mentioned, we have a lot of ladies that work here and and we support that. I think in, in today's time, you have to just have a ton of flexibility, right? Like the, the kids are a priority and they always will be. So how do you, how do you provide solutions around that? And I, I don't know, it's a real challenge, I think, for everybody. Yeah, that's yeah. a hard one. Uh, what I do love about 84 a lot is we are very, very much family oriented. So, um, you know, I, I can't think of a time that, that something happened w- in my seven years in my family that anybody of any, you know, supervisory role in my life um, said anything other than take care of it. Let me know how things are going. Don't worry. You know, that's just how they handle things because we're very family oriented and family is first. So that, you know, that's the other reason all women should want to work for 84 because we do care about family. Um, the whole organization's built that way. Like I said, it goes from, it comes from the top down. It filters down. Love it. But I've seen some amazing things just, you know, honestly, uh, working at a store, you don't see the things that you see when you, when you get to the corporate office, but just seeing the, the caring, um, every one of our executives cares about people. I haven't met one yet that doesn't care about people. And when you've got that kind of an attitude, you can't be anything less than successful. I, I totally agree 100 percent i got a question um and, and this is more of a challenge to the men in the industry per se you know you mentioned this at the very beginning of the podcast how you grew up and, and you were under the hood of the car you know with your dad and that might not have been something that was uh traditional you said that your sister was was in the kitchen and, and if you we look back in the day it was probably more that way right if there was a boy uh the the son got to hang out with the dad uh the daughter was hanging out with Um, with the mom. But now as we look at, you know, 2022, I have a lot of friends. I have two boys, but I have a lot of friends who, who have daughters and being a girl dad is, is awesome, right? It's, it's, it's something that they're not only excited about, but they're proud about. And I look at if the industry has 11%, if you're a guy and you are in the construction space and you have a daughter, I challenge you to, to let your daughter experience that. Bring your daughter out to a job site. See if your daughter could be interested in something that you clearly are interested in, something that you are clearly successful at. And I just want to ask you, are you seeing more men 
not only look at their daughters as potentially somebody that could get into the industry, but are actively trying to show them what they're about. It's not dad's going to work. I'm putting on my work boots. You stay over in the house. It's more about like get in the truck with me. Let's go check this out. And if more dads did that, that number would dramatically increase because if you're passionate about being in the construction space, I guarantee you, your daughter, whether you know it or not, is proud of you, is looking at you, is seeing the things that you've been able to be successful with, and they want the same thing. And maybe they just don't even think that's an option unless you show them that light. Are you seeing that transition between men in the industry? Because if every man that had a daughter at least gave them the opportunity to learn how cool it would be to work in construction, imagine what that industry could continue to be. Um, I can't even believe I'm saying the construction industry could be bigger and better, but it could be. I mean, goodness. <laughs> what do you so, mean it could be? It will be. It will be. There's always it room be. for improvement. <laughs> yeah. No True. Doubt. No doubt. But yeah, I honestly, it is pretty heartwarming to see that. We've, I've seen a lot more men that are very much interested in teaching their, ki- their girls, um, you know, what they do. And I think that's a lot of the reasons why there are a lot more women in executive roles in building companies, right? Because they are, um, they're moving up dads. They've been following dad or they took over dad's company. Um, I'm actually been, excuse me. I've actually been honored to be able to be a mentor for uh, a minority female in Georgia who's taken over her dad's company. It's a demolition business. And um, honestly, it's probably, one of the most heartwarming things I've ever been able to do and, and just kind of guide her on what that looks like in biz, not only just being woman owned, but, um, so awesome that she wants to do that. You know, she wants to crawl on the equipment. Now I'm like, Hey, can I come crawl on the equipment? Do I have that right now? You know, that I'm helping you. And, um, you know, she wants to run the business and she's got an MBA and she's still at Clemson university. I think getting her second MBA, she's just amazing. So it's called, you call it, we haul it, but she wants to make her dad's business. She wants to make her dad proud. She wants to make her dad's business, something that, um, can be a legacy. And that's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. So, um, yeah, like I said, I think he's had her from what she said, she grew up, you know, doing that kind of thing um demolition and hauling and that kind of thing so um but i do think this next generation honestly has a lot better family values than my generation did and um that's probably going to tell my age which is not great but um anyway (laughs) i I just noticed like my husband with our youngest daughter she's 15 and a half um she's his priority right my my dad's you know in my dad's era the kids were the mom's responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so even though me getting under the car, I got to hang out with dad and that was my interest. Um, it was still mom's responsibility back then, but now I'm seeing this next generation and it, it really is heartwarming where, you know, the male and the female are just as invested in those kids, you know, and their upbringing. So I think that's good. It's already making a big difference in our industry. There are so many young women, like I told you in that women construction forum, that um, it's mind blowing. They're they're in their twenties, you know. They graduated from college and they're already working for DPR. They're already working for Harper. They're already working for, you know, some of the big players that are out there and uh, running big projects. And that's impressive. And we just want to make sure in our generation that we're here for them. 
so that that just keeps continuing to grow and grow and grow. But um, I do hear a lot from from builders that they have daughters and they love the fact that we're doing this, you know, encouraging girls. And um, so we get a lot of opportunities to talk to girls, you know, in high school and college. Um, sometimes it's just one-on-one, you know, if you've got a, you run into one of your customers that says, Hey, I've got a daughter that's interested in this. Would you mind talking to her? Absolutely. Like there's no question. We're going to talk to them and just let them know you're not alone. Right. And let them know that they're, there's a place for you. And um, there's a lot of women that's got your back. Not just me. There's a lot of women out there that's got your back. So that's a great feeling. Yeah, I love that. That's so cool. So, you know, for for our listeners, um, what is the best way to get in touch with you? Follow 84 Lumber. If there are women listening to this podcast that are interested about your work, what's the best way that we can get them in contact with you? So the best way would be um, we have an email called buildtheway at 84lumber.com. And that's probably the easiest because it, mo- it, it does get monitored by um, some more folks other than just myself. Very and cool. um, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. And, you know, obviously, we'd like to hear more stories. And we really like to hear more stories from the younger girls and, and ask them, you know, what, you know, what made you get into the industry and what's keeping you into the industry? Like, I, I'm a researcher. I love to know all the things. I think I had 1,395 conversations when I started this job. And then I quit counting. And the only reason I knew it was because it was on a spreadsheet. Wow. But um I just sat down with folks and and said, hey, what can I do to help you? You know, wh- what is it? How, how, what's going on with your business? What, what's your biggest struggle? And just 84 Lumber being able to plug in, build, that's how Build the Way got built. I didn't build it. The people that we talked to built it. And um, those were the things that we saw that were needed the most. And um, yeah, we just wanted to make sure that we were there for the community and and mostly for the females and the minorities that are in the industry. So I think that's important. And and we're building a database, which is pretty mind blowing. If you ask me, Um, you know, you've got all these GCs out there that have to meet goals and requirements, right? Or developers or privately owned companies now are setting these big standards for they've got to have this many women on the job or this many minorities on the job. And you know, I was getting calls every day for a long time about, do you know any women in this area? Do you know any women or any minorities in this area or whatever the case may be? And nobody had ever built a database that was valuable to these GCs and developers. But then, you know, I'm talking to all these people that want more business and want to grow women and minorities. So we built a database Um, and now it's on our registration. Uh, It's on our website. If somebody wants to register to do business with 84, uh, there are four ways you can do business with 84. You can be a customer. You can be an installer. If you're interested in installing for us, you can be a vendor, or you can just put your name on the database and let us know what kind of um, craft that you're in. And we're kind of doing a little bit of pre-vetting that way. And that way, when we've got our GCs that are starting a great big project, maybe in Charlotte, and they're looking for women or minorities in Charlotte, then you know we've got a list of folks that we've you know, we already do business with sometimes, or maybe we've just met them, but we have capability statements and it's really keeping the cost of the construction down for those guys. Um, it, it really fixes a lot of things because before they'll even bid on a job, if they know they've got a 35% requirement somewhere, they may turn the job bid down just because they don't have the resources to send people out to find 35% of, pe- 
of, of that volume it could be 40 million dollars so um that just helps the economy so anyway we built that database and i think that's really cool that we have that resource now not only for the small businesses but also for our customers and customers that we may want to do business with i love it i love it i love it um you guys are rocking it yeah like we always <laughs> say please like share comment go check out 84 lumber they're right in our backyard like we said like one of the largest companies they're doing amazing things if you're a a, a woman that's either interested in getting in construction uh, or you're a father that has a daughter and you want to learn more uh reach out to me and scott you know we'll get you in touch with chrissy we'll get you in touch with the team um we're so excited that amy sullivan hicks got us introduced and and just thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your story and all the amazing things that you guys are doing not only for the business but specifically for women uh, in the construction business it's really really cool thank you very much thanks for having me on and giving me the opportunity to to get it out to more girls and Hopefully we're going to empower them to do some great things in our industry. Thank you, Christy. Yeah, absolutely Keep love it. Great work. Yeah, awesome. please do. And uh, like I said, again, like, share, comment. Um, until next time, you have been listening to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.